for me, there's definitely the planet angle. We all live on it and we all want to survive. Accountants are so really uniquely placed to make an impact. So not only in our own business, but to all of our clients' businesses. And if we can measure our own footprint, we can do that for clients and make money from it. You're listening to the Bookkeepers Podcast, sponsored by Xero. I use Xero's accounting and bookkeeping software to manage my clients' accounts, and I love it. If you haven't tried it yet, head over to Xero.com with an X, and you can either start a free 30-day trial or sign up to Zero's partner program to join their amazing community, forward-thinking accountants and bookkeepers. Hello, and welcome to the Bookkeepers Podcast. I'm Zoe Whitman. I'm here with Joe Wood, and we're joined by Catherine Freeman from your local bookkeeper. Hi, Hello. Catherine. Hi, Bob. Thank you. How are you two? We are good. We've had a really busy day. We've had some nice chats with bookkeepers. We're having a chat with another nice bookkeeper. It is like our kind of day. Yeah, that's good. The sun is still shining. The sun is shining. Um, Catherine said to me, when did you get a conservatory? I am in my mum's conservatory. I'm house-sitting this week and dog-sitting. And, yeah, it is sunny by the seaside today, which is lovely. Oh, and it's nice to see lots of people joining us. Hello, everyone. Hi, Jodie. Hi, everyone who's here. Um, Right, well, today we're really excited to speak to Catherine Freeman. She's a friend of the Bookkeepers podcast. She runs a practice called Your Local Bookkeeper in Surrey, um, and she's a sustainability hero. And she's going to talk to us about um, sustainability and, well, do you know what? I think really educate us, actually, because I think this is a topic we need to talk about all day long. So, Catherine, do you want to start by telling us a bit about your background and who helped and how you became a bookkeeper, please? Yeah, so I've never been called a sustainability hero before, so that's really exciting. Thank you. Um, I'll take it. I ran a practice called Your Local Bookkeeper, which is a service that is based in Farnham in Surrey. Um, and... I, my background's actually in banking, so I got into bookkeeping after um, I went on maternity leave from banking and I was made redundant. So perfect sort of slip into the other, um, into another profession. Um, and actually it was as part of the Six Figure Bookkeeper Club that I realised, and, and the success programme, that I realised that I needed to niche my practice a bit more and I wasn't really enjoying what I was doing. It was a job. Um, so now I niche in sort of the sustainability sector. So most of my clients are either, we're actually going through them today, and most of them are sustainability consultants. So sustainability consultants, people that are um, doing things to make the world better. So I've got like a tech agency that deals with green tech, things like that. And I got into that because that was my passion. So that's what I like doing, you know, picking litter and things is like what I like doing in my spare time. So it made sense to move into that for the bookkeeping as well. Oh, I love that. And definitely change your LinkedIn profile and headline to be sustainability hero, because uh, Zoe's just come up with that. And it was a quote as well. It wasn't even me that made it up for myself. And that just well, because that's how you come about. And that's, you know, that's how you come across. And I'm always thinking you're one of these people that makes me feel like I want to do better. But I don't know always what better is. And I always feel a little bit guilty that I don't know. And that's why it's so important to keep having these conversations because as business owners, parents, you know, we're trying to do exams, we're trying to market ourselves, social media, we've got all these things, these hats we're wearing. And then, and then you think about, well, 
you know, we've got this responsibility to look after the planet that we're on. Um, what can I do? And is it a really massive task? You know, it's one of those things that you feel like sometimes, um, you know, do I need to be all like, obviously, everyone should be all in, but surely if everyone just does that a little bit, it's better than nothing. Um, and so I think it'd be really great to have a conversation about as business owners, as accountants, bookkeepers in this space, what can we be doing that we've not thought about that's kind of a simple thing to do, but also in our household, what can we do and how can we help our children understand what it means to help the planet more? Yeah, so that's really what I'm trying to pitch it at as well and where, what I'm all about. So I think my actual LinkedIn headline is greening up the accountancy sector and it's like one firm at a time or something like that. And I really do believe that um you can just do little bits and if everyone's doing little bits actually that adds up to a huge amount so something along the lines of 97 percent of all businesses in the uk are small medium businesses every single one of those has probably got an accountant um i don't know how many accountants and bookkeepers there are under like governing bodies and it, i keep writing it down to go and find out and i never do but if every single bookkeeper and accountant made one difference, there's thousands of us. So that's going to make a huge change, be that, you know, just some quick wins that I can think of being paperless, deleting emails, not sending as many emails because everything has a carbon footprint Um, you know, offering just down to like reusable cups, things like that. If everyone did that one thing, that's a massive difference for the planet. Um, yeah. So I'm really about like those small wins. Have you always like has um the environment always been high on your radar? Like you, you you mentioned niching in your practice and um your business is called your local bookkeeper, it's not called like your green, environmentally friendly, sustainable bookkeeper. Um so that wasn't how you started the business. How did what yeah. what happened for you to how did this become part of like you to me, you live and breathe sustainability ever that's why I called you sustainability hero like I know that it's so important to you I just wonder I probably, I... I probably started so I, my background was banking and I the bank that I worked for is actually a building very well-known building society and had a few green initiatives there and there was I suppose this is like my soul searching but I realized that I wasn't the same as a lot of other people that work in banking um there was a few people on my team that would go and do like uh, planting trees, things like that, which were more important. But there was also people that were going and buying 700 pound handbags, which just isn't my jam at all. <laughs> um, and so I sort of started realizing it was a bit different. And then when I went on maternity leave, I really got in um, and speaking with someone that now owns our local zero waste shop. Um, and talking to her about the finances for that. And the more sustainability is one of those things that the more you surround yourself in it, and the more you read about it, the deeper the rabbit hole you're getting into. <laughs> because you find out more and more things about, you know, how we're affecting the planet, and then the impacts that we're having. Um, so it was really when I was on maternity leave, I started to get really into it, I got, I had a lot more time on my hands. And because I wasn't working at all and I would go to the zero waste shop or I would go, we've got like a zero carbon hub near us as well 
things like that. I was baking, like all the things that I'm not really sure I do now because I don't have as much time. Um, but I really got into it that way. And I know that when we've spoken before, that was when I started to think, actually, I'm not interested in working with people that don't align with my values at all. Um, I, I can never see myself with an oil company or even someone that works with that then has clients with things that are against what I believe in. It's, um, it's definitely a rabbit hole that once you start, you're in and you realize um, and there's a there's a book called I wish I had it on my shelf to show you but a book called The Uninhabitable Earth by David Wallace Wells which I think I mentioned to death um, and that basically details out all the impacts that we're having on the planet and how it's going to be the the end of the human race and that was a real game changer for me um, I think once you've read that and that sort of book you can't then look back on the actions that you're taking yeah. it's really yeah I, and i think like as a parent you've got a little boy i've got mm. little children and joe's got grown-up children much more grown-up children and i think like suddenly there's like a whole other level of responsibility that you've never really thought about before yeah. and then i've definitely become like more aware and anxious and thought oh god you know we need to change something about what we're doing and I, I actually don't know where to start and I saw your email I'm on your mailing list Catherine and your email came out this morning and you said um and you hadn't emailed for a while or something and and you said Rishi Sunak also owes you an apology and um <laughs> which maybe we'll talk about in a minute but um You're very naughty you, one of the things you said was um that you were going to be emailing once a night and it seemed like and we talk a lot about building a business that works for you and what success means to you and things like that and so Joe and I are very much about you building the business designing it around your life so you can be with your children live a sustainable life whatever it is that's important to you but one of the things that came to me and I don't know if this was intentional on your part or not or you have this sort of strategy here was you're now rather than committing to sending an email once a week you're sending an email once a fortnight yeah. And I was thinking, well, you just mentioned about carbon footprint of every email. The moment I read your email, Catherine, I replied to you, said, great email, well done. Deleted your email because I was like, oh, my gosh, it's using, like, I'm storing an email I shouldn't store. Yeah. And then you replied and I was like, great, delete, delete. <laughs> I was thinking I'm not allowed to keep this email because, they're, like, I've listened to you. And um, it's it's so interesting. But I think we don't even, like, a carbon footprint of an email, like, when, how... Yeah. How do we, we don't even know that. And um... it's about not, I think, so I run a, a Facebook group, which a few of the people watching are in as well. And every week we do a quiz of, and I haven't done it for a while. I'm really sorry, because I know it's really popular, but we've done a quiz about, you know, how much is an email carbon footprint? And um, I think it was like 0.04 grams or something. But every time you send an email, that's going that. So there's like the electricity to do it, the electricity on your screen, even this podcast going live is creating a carbon footprint. Um, and then it shoots off through the Internet ether and that creates a carbon footprint. And then it sits on your emails on a server somewhere. So there's no such thing as the cloud. The cloud is just a big computer somewhere else, like in America or something and it sits there and is air conditioned so it's sitting on a nice hot computer being air conditioned and that's where your carbon footprint comes in um 
and actually someone so you had her actually on the boot camp a couple of weeks ago katie skelton helps me with my email strategy and um she has on the bottom of her emails please delete this when you're done because you don't need it so i think i'll probably add something like that now you've mentioned that see now you've explained that it makes perfect sense but when i heard it initially i was like well this is why i get so nervous because i feel like i don't know what you know i hadn't thought it through like that um mm -hmm. and now i'm thinking about like zoe saw how many emails i've got unread not even the red ones the other day and i'm not even gonna tell you so now now i'm gonna go now i can understand why i need to do that that makes perfect sense and i think that's why it's so important the conversation you're having it's not about like saying to people you're bad you've done that you've done this it's not about that it's just about and not looking down your nose and people saying oh you're mm. doing that that's really bad did you know that's bad because yeah. i think that's how i've been made to feel sometimes that like yeah. how stupid are you that you don't understand this because i'm so busy trying to do other things that i haven't gone down the rabbit hole and yeah. you know and then i feel bad and guilty about that but it's just about saying just explaining why so because i think we're just logical people we need to when you say it you need to understand what it is and now i can imagine this big room in silicon valley or something being air conditioned i'm like oh my god joe delete the emails okay i get it yeah. and now that makes sense and now if we all kind of can implement that that's why it's just such an important conversation but that's why i think people really resonate and like you is because you don't have a go at them but I feel like other people in this space are kind of aggressive with their message and it, yeah. and it turns people away do you find that yeah definitely and I am gonna let you into a secret I think you two probably know because you've met me but I'm not a vegan everyone thinks I'm vegan I and look at Zoe there she's a vegetarian so she gets points but um <laughs> I'm not vegan everyone assumes that I will be but I like a steak but it's about me making other choices so I can't look down on someone that is driving a petrol car for example because I'm sitting eating meat and the the footprint is equal um and that's not going to get anyone to change either so if I sit and say <laughs> Joe, I know we've laughed about your fake grass in the in the past. I'm sure you won't mind me saying that you've got fake grass in your garden. But if I if I look down on you for that, then you're never gonna make a difference. The main thing I can do is educate you on why I don't like fake grass in your garden. And then next time you might, you know, when you finally have your house redone or whatever, you might think, oh, Catherine said that I might not do it anymore. Or I can only tell you why to take a reusable cup to the the shop but it's your choice and that's um, so true because Catherine I did not it didn't enter my head I was thinking about you know all the time I'm talking about how you run a business and for me we have a tiny patch of grass and I have a dog that was you know and I was like I just need simplicity didn't think about that but it's because you've said that now next time I would definitely think about it mm -hmm. and that's the whole piece isn't it it's not about berating it's not having a go it's just educational but coming from a place of love there's loads of things that you know we we had to get extra recycling bins because I'm like I'm don't throw anything like if it can be recycled it will be and I then have gone around to my local um 
people like told them on the neighborhood WhatsApp and said, do you know you can order big like more recycling bins? It doesn't cost you anything like in our council. It doesn't. You can have more. And people are like, oh, that's amazing. Especially when you have like with the kids, birthdays yeah. and Christmas and stuff. There's so much. So there's other things that you can you can do and you're not no one's going to get everything right all the time and I love what you said about that you know like you know if you are driving you know I've had this conversation with you I've got a seven-seater diesel car right and when we had a conversation I was worried about it but you said to me actually unless like it's worse to go and get a brand new car than it is to run this one you know so it's done over a hundred thousand miles this that is my baby and I run it to the ground Joe. I'm running it to the ground, Catherine, yeah. for you. And it and by having these conversations, you have changed what we, uh, how we change, um, how we make decisions. And no, we might not have always made the right ones, but it doesn't make us bad people. It now, as long as when you are educated, you take it into account and have a little think. Then that's where you yeah. know that's where we can improve. So I just wanted to say that, like, you are a hero in our eyes around this because you do come at it very very differently and you come at it with love education and support rather than making us feel like bad people yeah. and that we should all like be vegan and there was a time that the publicity was that diesel cars were better for the planet than petrol cars and everyone went out and bought a diesel car and now we know we've educated and we the science is there or whatever and we've learned that that actually no that wasn't the case and there's problems with electric cars as well there's lots of talk about um how ethical the mining of the batteries are and and things like that and yeah a new a new electric car creates more carbon footprint than running your old one into the ground but over a lifetime it's it's less but then you might be charging your electric car with coal and gas so that's no good either so it's really difficult and it's a really difficult like no one can be perfect at it at all it, and anyone that claims to be is a fibber it's really it's so hard to know what to do uh yeah I've, i was thinking yeah i have an old car like we're not the like the Porsche gang <laughs> i haven't bought a new car i've got my i'm driving my little car to milton Keynes next week i think it's gonna be hilarious for anyone who sees me turn up but um i think it's i think it's it's like one of the biggest problems is we don't know what we don't know. We don't know what we're supposed to yeah. do. Um, like, I don't know. I don't know anything about, you were saying about the carbon. I don't even know what 0.04 grams of carbon looks like. Like, it's like, it's so hard to know what to do. And I think this is the thing, like, I know you are really well read on this topic. And you will be able to. That's because that's my hobby. <laughs> yeah but i think like it's like we need like a top line if you do this it's better but it's not it's a kind of gray area a lot of the time because we're really like data-driven people we like the facts and figures and we want it black and white and if someone says do that do that don't do that we're going to find it easier but i think Mm -hmm. we have to know a little bit so that we can know which decision is right that that's like I feel like Catherine could just go out there consistently on LinkedIn and talk about the impact of email. Like that is, if you if you impacted the whole of LinkedIn, like by just explaining what you've explained today, like I've seen the comments, everyone's like, well, I can unsubscribe to things. That yeah. gives you more re, like- you Don't unsubscribe to my mailing list, anybody. No, <laughs> no but you can, delete it. you can delete it afterwards and have yeah. so- 
it's it's about that education piece and it's so simplistic but it's going to need to be repeated and repeated and repeated and repeated for people to actually like for it to have impact i think that is the thing like you said it's a rabbit hole and it's become it's your passion so you're able to go down it but actually there's too much for people that it's not their passion for so then they get overwhelmed and think i'm just doing it all badly and i won't whereas you just saying like if everyone today was just to deal with their emails one email yeah the impacts that you'd have um you know and i i often think this right if i if i'm gonna delete an email can i unsubscribe so like but it's 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 like it's a really big you know cascading thing isn't it but if we all started to tip that scale the other way and started getting on top of it we could have a massive impact so i i i'm very much like you say zoe we are facts and figures people and actually understanding that science behind it when you said to me delete emails it didn't resonate with me because i didn't understand why it was impacting now i can Mm -hmm. visually maybe i'm you know vision learner now i can see this massive room with these air conditioners and holding it i'm like oh my god that that it's made an impact so you're you're so good at sharing that and i mean is there anything else so email's obviously massive because we're running online businesses so how does that make like for you as well does running an online business have a bigger carbon footprint than like traditional businesses that's what i'm trying to understand um I don't know the answer, and I'd have to come back to you. But I think it is still, you know, still better to be online because I don't go and meet any clients. And I know, Joe, when you had your practice, you weren't meeting any clients either. And that's better because you're not getting in your diesel guzzler and going off up the M1 or whatever to to do that. So I think from that perspective, it's marginally better. What I find that we end up doing in our practice is I might have an email and then I'll email it to the team inbox and then that will be saved on OneDrive and it will also be saved when we're just moving to Client Engager. So that will be moved on to Client Engager. And then I've got five, I've, I've got an attachment in 10 places. Does it need to be in 10 places? Like that's sort of a data cleanup thing as well um but in like a lot of people start with being paperless and they say to me oh but i'm paperless um one of the big software providers that i've spoken about before said they're an online extraction tool and they said to me but we're paperless we're a green company but they're not because all that all the stuff that is saved is going somewhere and is on a server in that room somewhere um is there a way is there a way Catherine that we could map out and I'm just thinking about you know you just talked about that workflow where you receive a you receive something from a client with an email attached and uh, with a document attached and then you save it here save it here save it here send it to this person etc is it that we can all sit down and map this out and just remove the unnecessary part and rethink yeah I think so so I what gets me is when clients will send something to Dex but they'll also email it to me, just delete it. Like you don't need something indexed and on your emails, but as like accounts and bookkeepers, we're, we've got this regulation that we have to keep documents and that scares people because they're like, oh, well I have to, but then you, you've got it on debt and then it goes over to zero. So then there's a PDF on zero as well. So if you really sit down and think about where all those PDFs go, um it's a lot but it's really it's really hard to not do that because I'm 
obsessed with like not losing the documents as well. No, and can we think about so thinking of that in mind? So knowing that we are going to have create a carbon footprint. I was just thinking about my business I had back in 2014 where I had an office and then you said about going to see clients I'm thinking about all my team members coming into the office and driving in and then the kettle going on like 20 times a day and all that I was thinking god I'm definitely you know definitely more efficient and I always I talk to my team as well about the fact you know like don't like if you either fill your kettle up to what you need or get what like an urn thing or something so that you or you boil it once a day and then you've got hot water like things like that but Thinking about the fact, right, we're going to have emails. We're going to have online cloud software. What can we do to offset? What can we do as a positive thing to say, okay, I am going to create a carbon footprint. How can we offset it with doing good things? What are the good things we can do as business owners to help? Yeah, so the first, I'm going about the houses here, but I will come back to your point about what the good things are. So the first thing that I would do is measure your footprint because you do not know what you don't know. Um, so there's so many tools to do that um, at the moment. One that's really popular is Ecology Zero. There's um, Neo Eco, and what they do is they feed into your, I think most of them are integrated with Zero. I don't use QuickBooks, so I'm not sure, but they integrate into Zero and based on what you've spent money on and the places that you've spent money, they throw out a carbon footprint and a carbon footprint is is measured in something called CO2E, which is all the greenhouse gases together in a carbon equivalent. Um, And they throw out a a footprint, or you can go and have it done by a sort of sustainability expert, but I really think that just integrating it for like zero, uh, Ecology Zero is free, so why wouldn't you go in and integrate it? Um, Then you can see where you're spending your money and I think you'd be surprised how many times you go to Costa each week or whatever so that that would be the best place to start and in terms of offsetting I would always recommend reducing first so once you've got that carbon footprint you've measured it you'll then reduce what you can no one so net zero is reduction to the point that you can't reduce any more feasibly in your business so it's not about having zero emissions it is about just reducing as much as you can so you're always of course you're always going to have car emissions emails um what do we do all day emails like even the software has a carbon footprint um once you've reduced it as much as possible then i would look at offsetting so there are schemes where you can Go and that's things like planting trees and um, I know Penny Allard mentioned B1G1 at her talk at Accountex last week and that's when you can then offset into accredited projects that are doing things to put things back into the planet. So a great one is sea, replanting sea kelp. Who knew sea kelp was a carbon like sink? It, it gets everyone, it's brilliant seek help <laughs> wow um so you know loads like clearly no like so much more like yeah next level knowledge around this mm-hmm. um i know like you're so passionate about this and i know that you're doing what you can to impact the accountancy industry which is amazing because we need to hear from people like you talking about this 
Um, how are you spreading the word at the moment with the accounting world and the bookkeepers world? Yeah. So firstly, I was really, really lucky that um, some colleagues of mine went to Accountex in Manchester and mentioned me on a, on their state. So that was Penny and I don't think Gavin's in here, but um, Penny did that for me, which I was really grateful for. Um, and there's a few people in the accounting world that are getting up and talking about this. Um, at the moment, what I'm doing is a programme for accountants and bookkeepers to go through that process with me to measure their footprint. We talk through all like ecology and things like that, measure their footprint, an active plan to reduce it and the accountability around that, and then talk, get out and talk about it. Because the more people that are doing it and talking about it, the more people are going to make an impact. Um, and also just like, this isn't just about the planet. Like for, for me, there's definitely the planet angle. We all live on it and we all want to survive. So great um but also accountants are so um really uniquely placed to make an impact so not only in our own business but to all of our clients businesses and if we can measure our own footprint we can do that for clients as well um so and make money from it so in my business at the moment we're offering that service to all our existing clients and we include then their carbon footprinting within their management reports and we're charging for it. Um, oh my God. Yeah. There's I lots we can do. We're really, really uniquely placed to just target everyone. It's such an amazing <laughs> offering. Like, you know, another string to your bow as a bookkeeper or an accountant to go through this process, you know, with you by the, your, their side to kind of figure it out for themselves internally as a practice and then talk about, I mean, you can go on social media and talk about what you're doing, how you're doing it, the changes you're making, and then offering that as a service to your clients, that's going to stand you out from the normal crowd. Like when people are saying, well, what's different about you? Well, this is different about me. Like, that's amazing. What a core cool offering. Um, so if anyone was interested in learning more about that, Catherine, like how do they get in touch with you about that? So I'll just also mention that this isn't what I was going to say. It's not just a planet thing. We're going to be regulated to do this. So and we are going to have to report on this stuff because um, the one that always shocks people is if you if one of your clients needs to work with the NHS, they will need a net zero plan by Feb, I want to say February 2024. So that's wow. six months away. Otherwise, the NHS will not work with them. And biz, big businesses are starting to bring that in. We're seeing it from like Tesco's, supermarkets, things like that. Is all bringing is this, it in. So, um, is this a voluntary move, or is this something that's going to be happening? Like, is this going to be a, a compliance requirement in the future? It's going to be a compliance requirement. Yeah. Okay. And it it, it already is for large companies. I don't know the exact figures, but like large, large, large companies. Yeah. But um, that's going to filter through. To small absolutely. Businesses. And we're already seeing that. You know, your milkman down the street the farmer probably is having to do that now for Tesco's um, because Tesco's have to report on it. So everyone is going to need this plan provided Rishi Sunak doesn't regale all of his promises and um, yeah. take it away. But um, sorry, I just wanted to make that, add that in because it's not just no, the planet. And thing. No, and that's really interesting. But are you saying then, because if this becomes like, you know, depending on, 
powers that we we can't yeah. have any control over but if we're on the same the trajectory that we think we're on we're going to have to report it but are you saying that bookkeepers um are going to be like one of the best placed people to be able to report on this because of these yeah. kind of links with like zero and zero <laughs> ecology yeah. zero and things like that and so it's going to be something like that maybe in the future I, I'm thinking like well there there might be exams or things like that that we're going to have to like become qualified to be somebody that does this a bit like compliance with tax it's going to be compliance yeah. in this field I think it's called I IFRS 01 or something so there's already a regulation in place you can go to the ACCA website and I'm sure ACCA do it and there's a there's a course on it um, so there's, there are a few people already doing this, but it's few and far between. But the sort of the niche bit is that you don't at the moment, your clients won't need to have a really detailed plan. They just have to have a plan. And that's where these free tools and I think bookkeepers coming in is creating that initial plan for them. And we're their advisors. So they're going to come up to us and say, where the hell do I get this from? Oh, hang on, I can do it. And that's going to cost you a thousand pounds or whatever it's going to, going to cost. Um, but also then you're going to learn and you're going to change things in your own business as well. Mm. And we will be regulated to do it at some point, I'm sure. Mm. Um, we'll share the link. I know the ACCA have got training on this and I'm um, we'll sharing the show notes about it. So um, they've got an amazing like sustainability hub. I've read a lot on that it's really good we'll definitely share that okay now i know you you're bringing together a group of uh, bookkeepers and accountants who want to influence the plan and actually do you know what like just for people who aren't watching this and are listening to the replay instead um like nikki's here and she said i'm signing up to ecology zero now and um, people are doing lots of things um laura is unsubscribing from some mailing yes, lists laura. Jodie's been unsubscribing and deleting things that she doesn't need to file and I, I think that you know like just off the back of this conversation people are taking action and there's something simple that everybody can do today um yeah. but what is it that they can what how can they learn more from you uh, and you know what you're sharing with the community yeah so the best place to go for kind of the quick wins is my Facebook group which I have I don't think I can I can't add a comment but I'll put in the links I've got a Facebook group it's sustainable accountancy professionals and that's where we do the little quiz as well or um you can connect with me on LinkedIn and if anyone is interested in my program then just DM me and I wasn't gonna do it but for the first three people that DM me can just come on the ride with me for free that's fine we'll just we'll take it for free on the ride wow okay how do they connect with you Catherine on LinkedIn so yeah on LinkedIn and just DM me um that's fine the thank you everyone so much for tuning in thanks Catherine for coming on and speaking thank to you me. thanks for having always, me again always learn from you we love these conversations so yeah thank you everyone we'll see you next week for another episode of the bookkeepers podcast take care Thanks for joining us for the Bookkeepers podcast. Why not join us in the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club at sixfigurebookkeeper.club or visit our website sixfigurebookkeeper.com.